What's happening, weirdos? Hey, what's happening? We're we're relaxed because we're on vacay. But even when we're on vacay, the mouse will play play, and you're the mice, and we're also mice. Welcome <laughs> to Mouse Town. We made it weird. We made it weird. I'm stuck. I can't stop. We made it weird. Okay, Mouse Town. We made it squeak. Squeak <laughs> made it weird. Squeak made it weird. Mouse Town. Look, we thought this was gonna. This is a silly one, but then there's like some real delicious meat. So think of it as like real delicious meat. There's like funny bread, delicious meat, funny bread. I would say funny bread, delicious meat, like sweet, tender poetry. I agree. Bread. It's an open face sandwich. Yeah. So it's silly okay. bread, but it's it's closed face, but it's only one bread. <laughs> so it's like an open face sandwich that someone flipped upside down like a fuck you. Like your enemy made you ordered made an open face melt. sandwich and they were like, You want that open face? And you're like, Hell yeah, less bread and more tuna. They're like, sure. And then they brought it to the table and then they splatted it down and said, Closed open face, bitch. <laughs> fuck you. And then they sang mouse made it weird, squeak made it weird. Do we want to do this one over? <laughs> oh my God. Guys, it's really good. What I'm saying, it's funny, then there's substance, and then there's sweetness. So it's a great episode, and we're live, live to tape in Mexico. And we have uh, lots to share with you. I'm looking for the, for the, for the stuff. Vamp, vamp. vamp. I just uh, say vamp. We have vamp. lots to share with you. Uh, vamp, chaffa, vamp, chaffa, vamp, chaffa, vamp, chaffa, vamp, chaffa, vamp. chaffa. If you guys want to show your support of this podcast, which means so very much to us... <laughs> Yes. Try a peach pick. Oh. You know this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I didn't and know what you were going to say. One, oh, my God. One of the pizza picks. You know we only do ads. We only have sponsors that we absolutely love. And what? What's up? You're just like squirming in your squirm seat. I am squirming a lot. I'm, I'm You look like Tom, Tom Arnold. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, I'm always adjusting my belt. Yeah. That, that's just, okay, forget it. <laughs> Ritual multivitamins. Try some. Support the show. I brought them here with me because they are a part of my morning routine that I cannot do without. And I love them very much. (laughs) Two simple pills that make me feel great and ready to start my day. With a minty flavor. And they do have a minty flavor. And we deserve to know what we're putting on our bodies and why. That's what Ritual believes, especially when it comes to something we take every day. And Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms your body can actually use. So take that, everybody that's like, multivitamins, you just pee them out. Ritual has a delayed-release formula, so it doesn't break down until it's in the lower intestine, which, guess what, chicken butt? (laughs) That's where vitamins can be absorbed. So there's no... Every other multivitamin I've ever taken, you get that, like, neon green pee. Mm -hmm. It always makes you feel like you're just peeing it straight out. Uh Don't get that with Ritual. Don't get it. Don't get that, chicken butt. Don't get it, chicken butt. You also won't get sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants, plus the minty taste, which we already talked about, plus the delayed-release capsule, which we already talked about. I love it. Ready to start my day. It's great to fill in the gaps that I get. I don't eat meat. For all the meat talk in this intro, I don't eat meat. So it's hard to get... B12, and everybody's talking about how important D3 is these days, immune building D3. It's also in there, uh, all in just two 
Easy Daily Pills. You also know where the nutrients that you're taking, where they're coming from, because of Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. They're now available for women, men, and teenagers. Ritual's multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support the different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door in very minimal packaging, which I really appreciate. doesn't feel wasteful. With very free shipping. Very free. Always. And you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. So get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering weirdos 10% off during your first three months. Just visit. Here comes your part. Ritual.com slash weird to start your ritual today and show your support of this show. That's 10% off the first three months at ritual.com slash weird to start your ritual today. Thank you, Ritual, for supporting Charshaush. <laughs> also, speaking of things that I travel with, my UE Fits, my the best fitting, best sounding wireless earbuds that I've ever had. Why? Because they are custom made. Out of the box. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to get an appointment. You don't have to see a specialist. And you don't have to spend thousands of dollars. You put this sort of amorphous earbud in. It heats up with this super cool technology and fills into the specific shape of your ear. We all need technology, whether you're listening to a podcast like this one, or if you're on your device all day, or switch between several <laughs> we all rely, sorry, I made myself laugh. We all rely on our devices, and it's easy to forget about the hardware that we're born with. I'm talking about your ear. Same as fingerprints, <laughs> no two are exactly alike. That's why your earbuds what about probably. your own two? <laughs> I wonder, you're going to have to do some tests okay. on your own two. They might be alike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very savvy, Valerie. <laughs> That's why earbuds probably cause you some discomfort or even physical pain after a while. That's mm-hmm. why you sometimes see that guy with the one upside down earbud. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Because they don't fit, so he has to twist it. Oh, wow. Like shooting out in an angle. Yeah. You got to get yourself some UE Fits. The Ultimate Ears Fits. True wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change that. I... Love unboxing them. I love putting them in and watching the purple-blue light heat up the material and the sensation. It's sort of like when you roll up an earplug and you put it in your ear canal and you feel it go like... That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. It's expanding to the shape of my ear, and now I have incredible high-quality sound in incredible, I'm talking all-day comfort, because they were made for my ears, and it couldn't have been easier UE Fits are the world's most comfortable earbuds, premium sound, and all-day comfort. You get a per- guaranteed perfect fit in 60 seconds. UE Fits will stay put when you're on the go, but feel ultra-comfortable so you can wear them all day long without pain or discomfort. Using groundbreaking light form technology, UE Fits mold to the co- unique contours of your ear. Put them in, connect to the app, and watch the purple-blue LEDs. Form the earbuds to your unique shape. With eight hours of continuous playback on a single charge and up to 20 hours with the charging case, UE Fits are the perfect earbuds for listening to your favorite shows like this one all day long, which would be roughly two episodes. (laughs) Uh, They are an industry-leading expert, trusted by pro musicians and hi-fi enthusiasts for over 25 years, engineered to provide a full, warm sound with a tight, punchy low end, and you can set the custom EQ presets through the app as well. Play and pause the music and answer calls with the built-in controls, and use the free app to set custom actions like voice assistant, volume adjustment, and more. If you try UE Fits and you don't like them as 
much as I do. No worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee, plus you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. So show your support of the show and get yourself some dope-ass earbuds for a limited time. Get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ear Fits. That's UE Fits, true wireless earbuds at ue.com slash fits. Just use promo code weird at checkout that was a tricky one because it's ue.com slash fits and promo code weird for 15 percent off put the ear in weird (laughs) but spell it differently yeah but good (laughs) (laughs) trying trying to contribute ue.com slash fits and use promo code weird to show your support of the show last but not least i'm rocking my meanders oh my gosh you're wearing geckos and we're in mexico very fitting gexicos well, I, I've seen, oh, you geckos seen some here. geckos. Yeah, I love my men. These are the most comfortable underwear that I've ever owned, and I love the patterns. I love the patterns. Right now, I'm wearing kind of like a fun light green with a bunch of ge- purple geckos climbing all and over. And no it. pants, so they're just. And I'm also not wearing pants, so that 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 these are the only undies that I feel super comfortable just lounging totally in my undies. <laughs> And I love them. I heard about them on another podcast, and Val and I both decided that we were grown-ass people and we needed good, premium, well-fitting, good-looking underwear, so we just did a top-to-tails emphasis on tails. <laughs> you died. I died. It didn't come out. Emphasis on tails. He died in his favorite undies. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. The undies. Uh, copy. Listen. What's something that you wear that you can't see that can make or break your day? If you didn't say underwear, you probably have a lot of bad days, dude, because you haven't figured it out, dude or dude at. Me <laughs> undies believes you should be comfortable to your core. And that's why they make soft, soft mother undies <laughs> in fun print so you can wake up every morning excited to put on your favorite pair. <laughs> so say bon voyage, bon voyage to get the undies you used to know. You're just some undies that I used to know. <laughs> <laughs> because happening? comfort, I'm, I'm going into hyperdrive. <laughs> comfort starts with me undies. They're designed to be the softest thing you've ever worn. I mean, their signature micromodal fabric literally grows from trees. Sustainably sourced undies, uh, say less. I never know what that means. How about sustainably sourced undies? Say yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that's that's how I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. They offer different cuts for different butts, ranging from size XL to 4 uh, extra small to 4XL. I actually wear 3XL because I like them just with a little bit of give. <laughs> so whether you're looking for classic colors or adventurous gecko prints, MeUndies has you covered. And they have a great offer for weirdos. For any first-time purchase, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has a problem-free Hakuna Matata philosophy. <laughs> if you're not satisfied in, with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. I love their lounge pants, I love their onesies, and I love their undies. <laughs> 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 so to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. All right, mother trucker. <laughs> this is not the vibe of, of the episode, episode that we just did. All. So this is going to be a real shift for, yeah, for the listener. I agree. Well, we do the episode and then we do the intro. I think that's pretty common. Is it? Because we yeah. want to, you know, you get the get the flow going with the. But you're right; the episode isn't manic. This this ad read was very manic. Yeah, but, but I loved it. Yeah, I think I think both are good. <laughs> very loaded. No, I was thinking that was like very political statement, like a, a politician. Like yes, both both versions I are 
excellent. I like have value. all the versions. Yes. All right. I believe I already said Mother Trucker, but <laughs> here it is again. All right, Mother Trucker. <laughs> what if that was the sign-off instead of get into it? All right, Mother, <laughs> Mother Trucker. Trucker. <laughs> um, I think it's time that you get into it. Here it goes. Mother Trucker. <laughs> this hey, audio Kate. program. What? I was going to start singing. Vacation no, all I ever wanted. Vacation camping together now. I think it's getaway, getaway. I thought it was happy together now. <laughs> Yours sounds. Let's never know. Let's promise Let's agree to, to never, never know. know. Let's agree to never know. Let's agree to never know. Let's. <laughs> Something we would say in the writer's room at Outsources would go, what if it's this? <laughs> So it's what what if, it, what if it's this? Yeah. What what if, what if it's this? What if it's this? It's really fun. Mm-hmm. We are on vacay. We're on vacation. And yet, here we are in the studio. That's how much we care. We got a studio built <laughs> out in, of cedar wood. <laughs> Sorry. In Cancun. Don't say where we are. Okay, north of Tulum. <laughs> oh my god, I was JK. I don't even know if it is north of Tulum, but well, I we'll just, be back by the time this is out. Good luck finding us. There's about a billion resorts here. Oh my god, we are at. A, we're having a fancy. We are having a fancy, and I wanted to say a couple things about being at a fancy. One couple things. What if it? What if it? What? 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 What if it's this? This kind of effeminate, kind of wispy. <laughs> what if it's this? You're so backlit, I can barely see your face. That's how I like it. I want to be deep. That's throat. right. We have huge windows. Valerie, good luck finding us. There's a million resorts with huge windows oh here. Oh my god, you are not helping me appear spiritual and humble right now. <laughs> Oh, I'm yes. sorry. I didn't know. I didn't know. I'm wearing a kimono with nothing underneath. That's vacation, baby. Valerie. I'm sipping an espresso from a tiny cup. You are fu- I want to say that Vacation Valley, Vacation <laughs> Valerie, you, the tables turn. Yeah, they you, turn. Your boy gets the most lit up. Oh. Day one, I was like, what am I doing? I'm not a vacation person. I can enjoy it. I'm not a lunatic. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to let your feelings show, but sometimes it's also nice to hit pause on your feelings and not make a, a verdict mm-hmm. day one when you're so sore because I'm 42 and now I fly for four and a half hours and I'm like, I need an ice bath. <laughs> and that first day I was like, man, I'm so simple. Like we could have just like driven to our beach. Why are we flying to this beach? I wasn't being plagued by those thoughts, but mm-hmm. you immediately love it, and now we both love it. Now it's day three, but like when we and we both love it, and day two I loved it. Yeah. Just of just the first evening we were here. Mm-hmm. Don't know where my stuff is. Yeah. Where's my toothbrush? Don't know where uh, we are. Like I don't know how to get anything. Mm-hmm. Just basic like primal like lizard brain. Lizard stuff. brain. Leela's gonna want. Milk. She's going to want oat milk. We have oat milk at home. This is when, again, I don't know if this is spectrum me, but I'm very practical sometimes. And I'll just be like, why did we leave the place where all of our stuff is? Yeah. But I think this is... I'm not saying that. Hold on. I'm not saying that. Well, that's what I was... was, Hold on. (laughs) What if it's... 
What about, um, that's what I was going to say is I think the most important thing is that you do feel that way briefly. That's like a hump that you always have to go over. And that's helpful to know about myself. As soon as you do, you really sink into it. And vacation pizza person, he exists. Vacation Pete is the best Pete. That's who's doing the pod right. I'm super stoked to let people see. I know all I really said is I've reported on not being vacation (laughs) Pete. But sometimes, this is my point. I don't know if I have a point. But like for all the feeling, feeling we talk about on this show, and we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. when is the time to hit kind of pause, say, I hear you, darling, mm-hmm. but let's wait it out for the good of the community. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I was raised something about Boston, like the men pride themselves, at least the men I knew, mm-hmm. in not being vacation people. Yeah. Like, just like, so I don't know, I don't know how to relax. What the hell am I doing on the beach over here? Wouldn't yeah. necessarily be my dad. My dad was sort of a mixed bag. It could go either way. Yeah. I roll. Val did an eye roll. It was like, that was your dad. That who was your dad. Who were you protecting? But also a lot of kids I went to high school with. Like, yeah. we grew up into people. So there's a threat. Yeah. As much as I like being fun Freddy, mm-hmm. sometimes I... So when I got here, I just had to go like, just... Take a beat, pal. Yeah. You're very tired. And like I said, for some reason, flying now wrecks me. Mm-hmm. Like I just help someone move or something. It's mm-hmm. like a real body. Yeah. And then one night of rest and one breakfast. And I was like, okay. Yeah, here we are. But I'm saying that for solidarity for anybody out there that like, when I was hanging with Richie Rohr, he kept saying, I think you're a seven. Seven is the enthusiast. Yeah. And I kept going, no, I'm a three. I'm a three-wing four. Mm-hmm. And like Val and I have been talking about it. And I'm like, I think I was born a seven. This is my theory. I was yes. Like, okay, <laughs> fine. You're a seven for this being your theory. <laughs> That's true. I'm a seven for you, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, that's our song. Um, I'm a dipshit for your love. Oh, and just... In, in general. general. I'm a dipshit. Okay, so it's like you have to picture like a, I thought it was I'm stupid for your okay, love. Okay, girl, I'm stupid for your love. And, and just, just in, in general. general. <laughs> I'm stupid. So it's like a Bieber type. Yeah. And he's he looks great. Very clean white baseball hat. No bend to that brim. Yeah. Fits over one ear. Yeah. And he's sliding around and kind of like dance. They're kind of like skateboard shoes, but they look like they were made for dance. Yeah. Very shiny stage, white background, black tiled floor. A pink polo shirt. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Didn't know that's what it was, but as soon as you said it, absolutely. Yeah. And he starts singing, girl, I'm stupid for your love. And then the background (laughs) singers say, and just in general. (laughs) And every time he sort of like is hearing it more. Yeah. He's like, it's sinking in. It's like, wait, hold on. (laughs) When I'm around you, I can't keep it together. And all the time. (laughs) I can't. I can't. We just have. I can't remember my name or spell it. (laughs) Oh, that's it. That's it. Now we're in in a. No, that's right. Like, when I'm with you, I just can't focus. Also, because of a mental disorder. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> but anyway, that, I'm glad we got that on the record. I'm being a snooze. What a snooze. No, you're I'm just, not being I'm a just snooze. trying to give a green light. Well, I, I was born a seven. Sorry, baby. Oh, that's what it was. You born, were born a seven, seven and learned to... Like, that's why I really relate to those three. Jason Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. It's like your circumstance... And by the way, we're talking about the Enneagram, which is your different personality types. 
Seven is the enthusiast who thinks everything is great. Fun is great. Yeah. Primary colors are great. Like yeah. just want to rock it and just like love everything. And I think that's who like little baby Pete was. I think so. And then little baby Pete, like Jason Bourne, very similar to Jason Bourne. I went through a very rigorous CIA, FBI. I can't style. stress this enough. I'm it almost was, exactly I mean, Jason Bourne. I was always doing push-ups while they were giving me like those neck gun injections. <laughs> Every three, I'd get like a and I'd go, oh, thank you, and it would make me like sharper. Just in general, what I'm saying is, I relate to those movies because I do think. We might be born a certain personality. Mm-hmm. I mean, for hot off the press, I'm sure other people have said this. And then you develop a new personality that you sort of drape over that personality. Yeah. And then sometimes when you're with someone who's so loving and comfortable like Richard Rohr or with you, mm-hmm. you guys get to see the real, the real little Pete, the, the more vulnerable Pete, who is like, wait, I love vacation. Yeah. But like what I need to burn off. It's like shooting a rocket into space. Space is vacation, and the atmosphere is where all that shh burn up. I have to burn off my um, adaptive personality, and then my true personality can enjoy Mm -hmm. vacations. But I actually think not a lot of people either know that they might be working with two personalities, Mm -hmm. or that their their primary personality that they just think is their personality might be burn offable and that's what yeah. i'm trying to encourage so if, yeah. if anybody's listening to this while you're on a vacation and you go to a dinner and you're going it's lonely you go like what the fuck is wrong with me mm. like i'm in like the nicest place in the world mm-hmm. i'm being served some like nice food and there's the beach and you're just kind of like eh. it's like the growth uh, the burn off pains yeah it's the pain of being born anew believe it or not i have the similar I, I'm similar, not always, but I had it this trip too, where like the first uh, or yesterday at a certain point, like my anxiety came back and I will really? have this feeling where I'm like, remember it was, it was like when we were getting a massage yeah, <laughs> and I, I was mean, like, am I going to pass out? Wait, am I anxious? Am I going to have a panic attack? There's something about these like treat yourself places. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why everyone's getting loaded, we're not. Yeah. Not to make us better than people. I'm just saying you see a lot of excess. You see a lot of eating. Right. You see a lot of drinking. Well, guess what, you dumb fuck? You just bought tickets to a quiet place where you can't escape your shit. I know. So, yes, nine more shots of tequila and I will have the crab hat. Yeah. It's a hat made of crabs that you eat. That sounds interesting. Yeah, I'd try it. Not a comfortable hat, but a delicious appetizer. <laughs> You're <laughs> not set. supposed to need to wear it as a hat. Like in parentheses, it's not supposed to wear as a not hat. Not to be worn as a hat. But in the restaurant, everyone was wearing it. At least for, do it for the gram. You got to do it. But those little legs are digging into your scalp. Yeah, not a good hat. Yeah, not a good um, hat. Yeah, and uh, like the, the scary dark thought. By the way, like let's just acknowledge that we are like two very privileged white people talking about how like don't you sometimes feel anxious on a vacation like yeah, we get know, it there's so much I, I hear that Val but like yes and it's relatable I think it is relatable I, I was I, as per usual you're being much more sensitive to like I, and I think that's wonderful and mm-hmm. I'm glad for it but like you know people driving up to the you know family cabin 
Yeah. Have the same. Well, just sensation. in general, there's. I think. I say family cabin. Did I just become like a weird, <laughs> out of touch lunatic? Our friends, the Gungers, right now are in the Ozarks. That's yeah. not like a fancy trip. And I'm sure they can relate to the sensation of like, fuck, it's really quiet up here. Yeah. And well, they're very thoughtful people, but like. Vacation can be a bitch. I think that it just, it also points in general to uh, a lot of times, like, we don't feel how we think we're supposed to feel. Well, that's it. Doing Having dinner or it's, even doing anything, like, fun. It's the place of expectation. And that is the, that's the real test of mindfulness, of can I be with what is and not tell a story of how I should be feeling here. And that's what I was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, At that, nobody even could really notice, I don't think. I mean, I wasn't taking it out on anybody. And actually, you you seemed to really enjoy when we like saw the place and saw the room. I did, I did. There were parts that you, but yeah, I also, yesterday it was like, just in the afternoon and the dark thought that I have is, and this is actually true, but it's also a sign that I'm like, okay, this I'm in my mind and I need to move into my body. The story my brain will tell me is I'll look around and be like, this is so perfect, but I know it doesn't mean shit if I'm scared inside. Like my internal landscape completely determines. You've nailed it. it, So it doesn't matter where I am. And that can get really scary because Mm -hmm. that was the feeling that I had in my, depressive episode of like no one out there can help me that's it because it doesn't actually matter what's happening outside of me it's all just what's happening inside of me so the phenomenon of comedians like doing conan for the first time and still feeling like themselves afterwards and the heaviness Mm -hmm. of that or in the movie soul where he finally Mm -hmm. plays with dorothea williams and then afterwards he feels like himself Mm -hmm. a vacation like anything and this is Richie's wonderful point. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm. I've, tr- I've tried to do it on stage a few times. It's like the people that I was flying to Hawaii for a show. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I've told this before, but the guy, the pilot got on and was like, we're going to land an hour early. And we did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, or maybe it was only 20 minutes early. That's even, I think it's true and it's better. Yeah. It's like, it's 20 minutes early. So welcome to Hawaii. And everybody like claps. And then he goes, unfortunately, the gate's not ready because we're early. So we're going to have to sit here for 15, 20 minutes. And the guy in my row just goes like, so what was the point of getting here early? <laughs> he, just like, <laughs> he just like yelled, like that kind guy. of to the cabin, oh, like wow. to the plane, to everybody for their benefit. Like, am I right? And the, uh, exactly. And I had the thought, which, you know, now I have some, a little bit more humility because I had to deal with this myself mm-hmm. when I got here. But it's like, if you're not happy on the plane, the beach won't save you. Yeah. I know I've said that a million times. Yeah. But I was thinking it last night. Yeah. I was like, but now what I'm adding to it is like, if there's a little bit of resistance, mm-hmm. be gentle with yourself. Yeah. To just go like, it, even if you know, I think I get what's going on here. Mm-hmm. I'm on vacation. We've been talking about this vacation for a year, over mm-hmm. a year. Like we just have to, we want to take a trip. We want mm-hmm. to go to the beach. Leela loves the beach mm-hmm. and just relax. Just a quiet place. Not fancy, just quiet, read and sleep. That's all mm-hmm. we wanted to do. And yeah. here we are doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I get there and I'm like, fuck, I brought Pete. Like who mm-hmm. packed Pete? Yeah. I didn't want to pack Pete. Look yeah. at all those books I packed. 
Mm-hmm. Who, who was I packing for? Not Pete. Yeah. You're, you're packing for vacation, Pete. Yeah. Sometimes it takes three days for, actually just one day, but, but on the second day vacation, Pete showed up and, well, and, and more and more and more. There's also having, like, I, I mean, I have just to make you feel uh, better. You're not alone with this. I feel since having Leela, like I definitely have a lizard brain um, reaction to being in a new space where I have to settle in. And that's why, like, I was looking at another place that was in Puerto Vallarta that was more in the jungle. And I was like, I know my lizard brain won't relax there because I'll always be saying, like, thinking it would be so hard for an ambulance to get here. Yeah. And, like, the, so there is a that's part of this that is the just... Movie up. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you're going to fall and break your hip, pal. You don't want to live in Paradise Falls. Yeah. Also, like, <laughs> why is it called that? It doesn't look nice. Well, the falls are a paradise. Everything else. It's just It says that in the stupid. name. It says Paradise Falls. Only, asterisks. <laughs> only the falls are nice. <laughs> Everything else sucks. The rest is pretty dangerous. Okay, I'm going to open this water, and I apologize for the noise. Also, like, would it be so distracting if I get my sunglasses? Because I'm yeah, staring go ahead, go straight get into the sky right I'll, now. I want to say one thing about uh, being in nice uh, nice places like this. Mm-hmm. All there, I'm not going to say all, but so many... Uh, women look like Sophia, what's her name? Carrara or something? Oh, the, from Modern um, Family. Yeah, Real, really? You think so? Well, yeah, no. I, I know what you mean. I'm just trying to make a joke. Oh, okay, sorry. Not literally. Okay. But you see a yes. lot of like sort of, and I'm really trying to say this judgment free. But like nipped and tucked women. Yes, definitely. Uh, tan and very, very skinny. Yeah. And we've seen a lot of fakie boobies, like, mm-hmm. which is fine. I, the, there, there's a lot of beauty in a, a fake boob, too. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> was that good to say? <laughs> Did yeah. I blow it? No, I don't think well, there's so. There's people listening that have, uh, that enhance yeah, your their body, breasts your choice, and your body all, is beautiful. All bodies are beautiful. I'm just saying, in general, there's like a lot of money walking around. Fake mm-hmm. boobs, sort of plastic surgery, fade, a lot of tans, and very, 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 very skinny. Mm-hmm. And every single man with these women looks like Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yes, that's I mean, exactly like, true. Just I thought z- you were you see, say... like all the effort, yeah. like Glamour magazine. Like, what the? Are you, did you get a fresh airbrush today? I like, know. you look even. There's sort of like a fade from top to bottom. Yeah. Beautiful tattoos. Like, none of them, I mean, and, and do with this what you will. You don't see a lot of like desserts going around. You see yeah. like a lot of uh, little eating. And then just pan over to the, to the <laughs> I was going to say the dad, but the man. And yeah. he's honking on like, where do you get a Jersey's Mike sub? Yeah. I call him Jersey's Mike. <laughs> Jersey's Mike. Where did you get that Mike Jersey's? And it, it is, is what it is. But it it's is, just sort of funny. I it know. Just, and it this, just sort of speaks to like a very rich man. It looks like blah, 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 blah. blah. And yeah. a very rich woman. It's like this weird, I guess it is. Is it the patriarchy? You, you tell me. Uh, yeah, I would say that <laughs> is a great indicator of it. Well, that that men's worth, and it's it's, it's it. That's it. It's men's the patriarchy is being oppressive on to both, on both genders. Men's worth is in their power and their money, and women's worth is entirely in their looks. Right, um, and it's even a power move to be on a beautiful beach mm-hmm. and just be like, 
I give zero fucks. Yeah, I don't have to care what I look like. Yeah. And she does, and because that's, yeah, that's the agreement. But there's, yeah, that, there, that's what it is. And there, of course, you, you're looking at an agreement, and it seems sort of like TMI. You're like, I don't want to know about your agreement. I know. Just because you walked by, I'm like, there's, oh, there's, there goes an agreement. I know. And this is judgmental. Like, really, if we're going to be kind of honest about a shadow side, we do like to go to fancy places and like feel better than the people there. Well, that's a trap we fall into for sure. Because we, it's very, it's very much like a certain type. And like, you last don't hear night, a lot of laughing. That's, I was going to say last night at dinner, you don't neither one of, of us had any alcohol or drugs. Yeah. And we like, we were laughing so hard at dinner and then you just see all of these people and almost everybody looks miserable here. And I mean, yeah, we are. Be- Let's just own it. Let's We're be being bitches. bitches. We're being bitches. Let's just be bitches. A lot of phones. A lot, lot of table for four and four phones. And yeah. like, and the men in particular, I noticed, just look super fucking serious. Yeah. Like, I was like, have they seen MacGruber? <laughs> 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 like, I would like to watch a reaction video of most of the men here watching, watching MacGruber. Specifically and, the celery scene. Yes. The world takes all kinds. I'm really trying. I'm trying because I don't feel nasty right now. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I'm telling people listening. It's a weird thing that we touched on where it's like you don't see a lot of sense of humor. Mm-hmm. You don't get a sense that like... Uh, most of the people here like have like put it as an important thing in their lives. So right away we sort of feel like weirdos, Mm -hmm. uh, which is fine. And then what did you say? It's not just sense of humor. It's, that they they don't have any lightness. There's like a well that they're again, just, we could be so wrong. By the way, yeah, we could totally be wrong. But just that they're they're not having fun. And that they think of, that they are having fun. But if they were being really honest with themselves, so they're much, not having fun. So much. So tension. We're, what we're talking we've about seen of so like many fights. Yeah, so many we've like seen so micro, many family fights. On the, on the plane here, oh, we yeah. saw someone go. Don't you talk over me. That is humiliating. Yeah, like That's a husband to a wife who was holding a tiny baby. It was really a heartbreaker. Yeah. And then every kid is, I hear like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> shut up. Both of you, shut up now. It's and I'm sad. just like. I'm laughing, but it really breaks my heart. I kind of can't handle it. That's why this isn't just like us going like, uh, oh, wow, we're better. Yeah. I'll admit there's some of that going on because that's a fun way to pass the time and feel better about yourself. <laughs> yeah. So let's not be phony. I'm also saying like for people going like, oh, wow, I got to get to that fancy resort. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's the thing is it certainly is nice and we love it. But like if you don't have love in your life... <laughs> Yeah, and in your internal world is, is or you're cut off from your body and you have no self awareness. It doesn't matter where you go; you're right. going to be miserable. And actually, what we're talking about the whole like burning off in the few the you know first few days of like your anxiety and all of that. I think the only answer is not to hit pause on it, but to tend to it, which you were doing. To say, okay, this is here now, and I understand why it is here, and I know it's not going to be forever, so I'm here with it. Well, Val, that's exactly it. 
we are, I think, I hope we're having our cake and eating it too. Meaning it's really fun. The comedian in me and, and in you loves being catty and just making, it's a funny line to be like gorgeous women and a bunch of uh, Harvey Weinstein's like sliming up the beach as they walk like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Uh, that's not a body shame. I just mean the vibe, the feel yeah, of them. Yeah, it's more about who like they are inside. Good. It's, more it's, of a, it's yeah, a character it's shame. It's worse. It's a character shame. <laughs> but I'm also saying like, so the, the the mom that I saw on the beach that was like, shut up, shut up. I'm just like, <laughs> that is, on one hand, oh, gross. And also a victim of exactly what we're talking yeah. about, which is why I think it's helpful to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So th- then later I saw that same family. The dad comes up. And his daughters are on the phone or on their phones. And he's like, put on the fence, put on the fence. We're going in the water. We're going in the water. And they didn't want to. Mm. And I just wanted to be like, dude. It's too late. I get it. I get it. Subtitles on. What is he saying? I didn't spend this money. So you would sit on the beach looking at your phone. Yeah. And I'm just like, kind of you did, though. You kind of yeah. did. Yeah. Because... You packed you and they packed them and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like we can't assume just because you go to a beautiful place that you're just going to become a beautiful person. That's what influencing is. Like I'm going to take a lot of photos that look happy. The reason why I think influencing is so offensive is that's what everyone's always been doing. Yeah, Miserable people have been trying to like buy happiness or Mm -hmm. some sort of inner stillness. Yeah. I hope this wasn't too judgmental. I, I hope it was helpful. Oh um, yeah, or interesting. I, mean, I think even if it was too judgmental, that's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I mean, it, I, it, I, if it was shitty, at least it was sort of honest. <laughs> it, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I'm not proud of of the like shittiness that definitely like our egos get a hit from being like. Look, we're here, but we're not like the people who are here, and we're way happier and whatever. Like, I don't like the the ego hit from that, but there is like a way to recognize, like, a moment of gratitude and recognize a great greater truth, which is what I said that like, if your inner world isn't that's right, if you don't know your inner world and you don't know how to tend to it, and you don't know how to love yourself and and open to joy or tend to whatever is blocking the joy yeah. until there that's, is a, an opening, that's it. then you're never going to actually be here. You're never going to actually be wherever you are. Because it won't... Tell, tell, me, tell them, tell us what your therapist said about embodiment and, and pain. It was so beautiful. Uh, yeah. Cause I do want to say just cause you won't forget mm-hmm. like there, there's, there's compassion here. Mm-hmm. Meaning I, the shut up and the dad with the put on the flippers, you just kind of want to go like, Oh darling, mm-hmm. how disappointing mm-hmm. you had this image. It's like when my dad invited me us to that vacation. Yeah. Oh darling, you yeah. saw us like having this time that I don't think we would actually have. Yeah. I'm sad about that too. Yeah. And like I just did Andrew uh, Santino's podcast and and we were talking about how alcohol is sold to you as liberty. Mm. And I'm like, real liberty and and this isn't anti-alcohol is like knowing why you're feeling what you're feeling mm. and for real like so instead of just mm. throwing down flippers like and you don't have to take it out on anybody else you can transmute it yeah. don't transmit it as richie would say transmute it you mm. can say oh wow what a disappointment mm. 
Mm-hmm. I really wish my kids would get in that beautiful water. Yeah. But they don't seem to want to. Then later their brother came and they did want to go with him. Yeah. Oh, darling. Mm. They like hanging out with their brother more than you. Yeah. And like just like let that in mm. so it doesn't show up as too much alcohol, too much food, too many thrown flippers. Mm. It's like like if you want this is what I said on Santino's podcast. I was like it's not don't be angry. Mm. It's like have the courage, have the presence, have the patience to recognize and be angry about what you're actually angry about. Right. That's liberty. Yeah. Like, don't go around just throwing anger at random shit because there right. is anger or right. sadness or disappointment uh-huh. or jealousy or greed or whatever. Mm. Find it. Mm-hmm. And tend to it like a box of new kittens, yeah, newborn kittens, yeah. and feed them and help them sleep mm-hmm. and let them meow at you and listen to them, yeah. But don't just go around passing the pain on. And this is the Christ mystery, by the way. Sorry to be so Christian about it, mm. but Jesus is crucified. In the story, he comes back. He doesn't go up to his disciples and go, let's find the guys that that nailed me and fuck them up. Mm -hmm. Because he said it ends here. Mm. I'm going to use my wounds as a way through, Mm. as a vehicle through. I'll make them sacred portals Mm -hmm. into the real instead Mm. of just continuing this endless cycle of my mom was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Mm -hmm. So then I fell in love with someone that was like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Mm -hmm. So we could shut up, shut up, shut up each other. Then have kids and say, shut up, shut up, shut up to them. Fuck that shit. It ends with me. We're not going after the Romans. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's so beautiful. Okay. Um, Thank you, mama. Tell me what you were going to, what your therapist said, because it was beautiful. Yeah. So she, she was saying like, cause we were talking about just the like, I don't know. I think maybe we were talking about like the over drinking or something on vacation that happens um, at dinner. And she was saying like, when you're avoiding your feelings, addiction is inevitable because you Mm. have to, you have to ensure disembodiment, like a lasting dissociation. Mm. And then she said, um, because in order to avoid your feelings, you have to be disembodied. And in order to face your feelings, you have to be embodied. That's it. It's so simple, but of course. That's right. That's so exactly it. It goes it. to everything we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I was swimming in the water and I was like, wow, if I was on psychedelics, this water, I know just how it would feel because I have a memory of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, dumbass, I say lovingly to myself. Mm. It does feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you put yourself in your body, which again, Valerie, the sun mm. came down and put on a kimono. <laughs> S-U-N. Um, <laughs> you've taught me that. Mm. It's like the the moment of recognizing that you're not in your body is your one moment away from becoming in your, be going into it. Yeah. And when right. I was swimming... And, you know, psychedelics have been helpful to me in that way because they're very embodying for Mm -hmm. me. And again, I'm not recommending this to anybody. I'm just saying that's how it's been for me. And then I I tried to go like, but drop the needle on the record. As I said, get in your body Mm -hmm. and feel the caress Mm. of water Mm -hmm. all around your body Mm -hmm. or in the shower or anyway. Like, let it have the vulnerability to feel it. I think men struggle with that too because mm. I think we, we've just been taught that like feelings aren't powerful 
or safe. Mm-hmm. That was the other. What, what do you got? I don't want to change the subject. Uh, no, I I was going to say that that I was doing that yesterday too. When I would, it's just a constant reminder of like because there's a bracing with fear. And this is also my therapist. She's like, there's a bracing that happens with fear. And then the the mind instantly like starts telling a story. And if you get too caught up in the content, you can just be living up there all mm. day, mm. trying to control from your head. And that just won't happen. Nothing mm. will really get done there. That's right. And so... It's it's just a constant remembering that like I am when I'm having thoughts like wait a minute what if I like what if I'm here but I can't enjoy it because I'm so scared or what if I have a panic attack here and you know just playing out all these scenarios and then going okay wait a minute the only thing I need to remember is that I'm in my head now and I need to just bring attention to my body mm. and it, and. If I'm in a fearful place and I bring attention to my body, it doesn't feel good right away. There's there is a moment where you're like, I see why I left. Yeah. This is uncomfortable. That's so good of you, Val. Thanks for sharing. So that. I think that that if people are experiencing that, like, well, you know, like, but it's scary to go in my body. It's like, yeah, it is, and that doesn't last. That yeah. really actually lasts, at least for me. Very briefly, if I can just sit with that un- discomfort and really just feel into the sensations, it moves very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then I will two minutes later be back in the weeds in my brain, and then I have to do the whole thing all over again. Yeah. So just remembering that that's a pra- uh, that that is a practice, and just like the neuro pathways of like, oh my god, am I going to have a panic attack? are so deep, every time you have that thought and go, okay, don't get caught in the content, just move into your body, that's also carving a neuropathway. And like, so that's not for nothing. The fact that you have to remember and forget and remember and forget is productive. It's carving that pathway deeper and deeper yeah, and deeper. Yeah, that's great. It's like you're uh, like a table saw into concrete, yeah. And they're forgetting is lifting it up, but then like you're digging, you're pushing it back down. Yeah. But the lifting is actually productive. Yeah, exactly. There would be a better example because I can't see why lifting it would be productive, but there's something where that would make. Well, sense. it gives you more. Yeah, it gives you more, more heft to push it back down. Yeah. Well, that reminds me about what Richie. I was reading him this week, and he said the point of meditation or prayer is to do something you can't be good at. Mm-hmm. I love it. Because this. it gives God another opportunity to love you unconditionally. Oh. And I was like, this is what I've been looking for. It's he says we've fallen into like performance principle, mm-hmm. a performance principle mentality with God. Before you get into more of that, because yeah. I love when you talk about the performance principle, um I just want to say for those of you who like are turned off by the word God, I my like the Buddhism that I've learned and the mindfulness that I've learned would say that mindfulness all of that, how does that start? Mindfulness is it's good to not be good at mindfulness or how does the what he say it said start? Uh yeah. 
the point of prayer is to do something you can't be good at. Yeah. So the point of mindfulness is to do something that you can't be good at so that you can practice loving yourself unconditionally. Even better. I mean, I love, I love both. And actually for me, it's helpful to practice both. Yeah. Um, but if, if the word God turns, turns you off, that's, well, I mean, who are, who are you is the real, I mean, we haven't really gotten into that lately, but Josh Radner is coming out this week. We talk quite a bit about this. And Josh Radner was the one who told me the William Blake quote, which is Jesus Christ is the one and only son of God. And so am I. And so are you. Mm -hmm. And there's something really, I've been really tripping out on that. Mm -hmm. It's like, if there's a drop of the mystery inside of you, the Christian tradition will call that the divine indwelling. Mm -hmm. The Hindus would call it the Atman, but there's something looking out your eyes. Mm -hmm. Science would call it awareness. If that little, you know, uh, flux capacitator that's running your breathing time machine, mm-hmm. which is what you are. Mm-hmm. That's an Avid Brothers lyric, mm-hmm. but you are a breathing time machine. You move through time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that animating crystal, that little infinity stone mm-hmm. is uh, a piece of infinity, mm-hmm. the mystery is inf- infinite and never born, never die. Like how can you take a small piece of God and put it inside of you or the mystery? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I have a loaf of infinity, isn't any piece of it I take off of it also of it. infinity? Yes, exactly. It's like if you take a cup of the ocean, it has all of oh, the, the elements ocean. of the ocean. Yes. So this is why I believe as Julian of Norwich said, at my core, my base identity, I am God. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you and then the paradox is, but you're also not. Mm-hmm. Meaning... You're in this finite form, but you also are. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty. Yeah. It's pre- so it's pretty trippy. <laughs> I've been I've been doing a Polly Shore impression. You guys want to go get a dust kiss? Dust a kiss? Dust a Whistle. Get the whistle loves a dosakis. Whistle the ju- <laughs> You know what just I whiz these days? I'm probably sure we're doing dosakis commercials. <laughs> I don't often whiz the juice, but when, but when I, I do. do. Oh my god, it's the most <laughs> wheeziest man in the world. <laughs> Wait, it's the most what what would he say? Wheeziest the, weasel. It's the wheeziest weasel in the world. I don't know what he would say. I, just I don't. <laughs> I don't wheeze the juice very often. But when I do, I wheeze a dasakis. It's great because it's not very good. I was just going to say it's getting worse. <laughs> I thought it was. Here's the other thing I wanted to say. We've hit our deep quote 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 quotient Qu- quota quota. We've hit hit our deep quota. I Meaning, I I love. Knowing every episode, we at least get one little nug of good. Oh, yeah. I think we get several nugs. Several, several nugs. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell this story. So we're in Mexico, as mm-hmm. we uh, already said. And last night, so we go to this dinner, and we got the giggles so hard, mm-hmm. and it was so fun, and we were just dying laughing. I also want to point out at the beginning of that dinner, I was pretty much having... I'm not going to say it was an anxiety attack, but I was having an incredibly hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody's phone kept dinging, that high ding, 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 
like it kept doing it. Mm-hmm. The table behind you, so that was the table behind me. The table behind you was watching full volume YouTube videos, which mm-hmm. you didn't seem to notice, which was fine, but I was trapped mm-hmm. in a prison of my own making. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and for some reason, it was just like all of reality was just shaking, like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was just like, I hadn't eaten in a while. Mm-hmm. And then we really turned it. The mm-hmm. meal turned, we ate, I talked about it. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. I was like, for all of that, all that talk I do about like, you know, you're not your ego and you're not your false self, you're God, you're, you're the infinite and all this stuff. I was like, I sometimes downplay just how much work I needed to do and how much work I've done on my basic psychology. Because yeah. in that moment, I knew one of the things that would make me feel better was just coming clean and saying, Val, I'm having a really hard time. I don't know why. Well, that's also... I'm having a hard time even listening to you. That's attunement, too. Like, and I wish I could have gone back. I mean, I did say, I did say something like, are you okay? Yeah, you noticed. But, but I wish I had noticed even, I wish I had said, like, I know this is like a lot or something because then that's me attuning to you. That's what I mean. You were attuning to yourself and saying, okay, I'm overwhelmed. What do I need now? I know that saying it helps. Yeah. And, and which is what comedy is by the way. mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to say the things that freak me out and you guys will laugh and then I'll feel better. And hopefully you feel better. And it is good to like, just have maybe like, two or three things that you remember when you're not feeling overwhelmed so that you will remember it when you are feeling overwhelmed. Just because sometimes you can feel so overwhelmed that you're like, what are the things I'm supposed to remember? How do you can start to like identify with it? Yeah. And I think saying it is a great one. Yeah. Richie would say naming it. Naming it. I've said this many times, but for me, it's just nurture your body. Well, I put my hand on my chest, Mm -hmm. which I got from you, which really helped. Yep. And I think it's just to spend a little bit more time on this. It was like so unexpected. It was our date Mm -hmm. night Mm -hmm. and we were like going to the one restaurant. You can't bring kids. And it was so Mm -hmm. special. And I was really looking forward to it. And and then I sat down and I was like, there are other moods I can be in. Mm -hmm. Namely, when I just got off stage or maybe in the morning and I've just had a meal and I feel more satiated or something. But I was like thin, like hungry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe caffeine. I don't think caffeine was a factor, but I just, I'm just trying to share some vulnerability, meaning even though doing stand-up or whatever it is might seem so, oh, you can conquer your fears. Yeah, sometimes you sit down at a meal and you're just like, I'm freaking out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm freaking out. And then naming it, as soon as I told you I was having that hard time, then you know what else I tell myself is you can leave. Like, you're allowed to leave. That's great. Like, if you want to get up and get the fuck... And that's Dr. Gary Penn. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're in a bad situation. I, I dated a woman who used to just kind of like have an issue with almost every single thing I ever did or said, (laughs) unless she was in a different mood and then she loved every single thing I did or said. So it was very like kind of Mm -hmm. unsafe. Mm -hmm. And sometimes she would just lean into me for like 20, 30 minutes of like just yelling and not a fight, just like a beratement. Mm -hmm. And so the same principle applies to when I'm having a little anxiety Mm -hmm. flare up. I won't call it an attack because from what I hear, anxiety attacks, you think you're going to die. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, but it was definitely like a flare up. Mm-hmm. I was still in my shoes, 
but I was going like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And when I was being berated was you're allowed to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, it's such a liberating thing. Uh-huh. I don't mean call an Uber and go buy yourself a steak. These are things that cost money. I mean, walking out a door yeah. and going around the block and, and listening to the birds. It's, it's completely so free. It's important because it, there is an element of choice and there's action. So when we get in those places, uh, and I, maybe this isn't true for everybody, but I know it certainly is true for me. And if people who deal with anxiety, anxiety specifically can make you feel very small and like it is something that is descending upon you and you have no no choice. That's right. And so if you can do anything where you're making a choice to help yourself or, or doing a loving action towards yourself, that's why nurturing your body, it's embedded in that too. Or saying, I can get you the hell out of here. That's like, right. To yourself, it's the most loving that's thing. That's exactly what it was. I'm your dad, Yeah. you say to yourself. Yeah. I'm your dad. Uh-huh. I, and, and that's that why all that darling talk... It puts, oh, darling, yeah. you're your own mom, your own dad. Sorry, it puts... No, oh, it puts you in your adult self and it puts you as the the tender to the feeling as opposed to fully identified with That's the exactly right. It split me in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to give it a shout out. I got an Apollo uh, wearable... It's, it's, it's like so wearable great. tech. You got it from me. You got it. Val had one and then they reached out and they sent me one. And I am fucking obsessed. I love it. We're, they're going to be a Pete's pick, so I'll have a promo code for them. But I like it's for real. Mm-hmm. First of all, so it vibrates is like the most minimal way of talking about it. it it's mm-hmm. a little. It's almost like a reverse watch. It's it's on the inside of your wrist, mm-hmm. and you put it on these different settings, and it vibrates. And when I have the ad copy, I'll tell you specifically how they designed it. But right now, we're just talking about it. It, it simulates touch. It, it gives you these vibration patterns that are like clinically and scientifically designed to tell your brain basically you're being touched. Mm-hmm. You're being held. Mm-hmm. And there are different settings. And when I was sort of feeling that flare up, I put it on relax. Mm-hmm. I put it on relax. And it kept me in my body yeah. because there's literally... So we're doing all this talk about like, don't forget, stay in your body. When you have something, and I thought I wouldn't like it vibrating, I mm-hmm. thought it would be distracting, but it's very mild. Mm-hmm. But it just sort of anchors you to your to your bones and to yeah. your flesh because there's something just like this very pleasant, mm-hmm. soothing sort of like like just said like up and down, but not in a pattern that I can ever really like get used to. So I'm anticipating it. It kind of changes. Mm-hmm. Like later we'll go. Again, I'm oversimplifying it, but not only did that help when I was having that situation, Mm -hmm. it helped knowing there was something I could do. Mm -hmm. I really loved going like, oh wait, I know what to do. I have a tool for it. That's what it helped me when I was having a lot of anxiety in December, I think it was. That's when I bought it. It's huge. And I would put it on and I would get a weighted blanket, put a weighted blanket over me and a hot water bottle like right on my core where I felt the most anxiety like the most sensation yeah and just like the combo yeah of those things and the action of being like like okay my darling I will put you in a position where you feel tended to and cared for and 
Um, it's, yeah, it's huge. It's it. And, and you'll hear me say this in the ads. And again, I, I, we're going to get a a promo code. So there'll be a a good percentage off if you guys want to get one. I would, I'm telling this to my friends too. That's why we're just talking about it. It's it's so helpful in my meditation. Yeah. I, the joke I said to Valerie was like, is this thing meditating for me? Mm. Cause meditation is like a consistent, like, and that's what it's doing. Yeah. So it's like keeping me in my body and it's lulling my body. Mm. Anyway, this is just more evidence that these are just things I want to talk about anyway. That's, those are the, how we pick our sponsors. Yeah. But I can't wait. I wanted to tell everybody about it. I'm sending one to Richie just as a gift. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, anybody that does meditation, mm-hmm. I had like the best meditation I've had in years. Yeah. And I was like, there's some, there's technology you can wear that makes my meditation deeper. I was like, fuck yeah. It's such a good time to be alive for how much we are and how quickly we're learning about like the central nervous yeah, system. And how to and hack the, it. Yeah. And, and like, and even rem- remembering, like it's all stuff that we, that is in the original design. We, we respond to touch because we were meant to be, yeah. Holding each other. That's right. And we respond to like being nurtured and cared for because that's the name of the game. I was watching, uh, I mean, we were being so shitty and judgmental of the people, but there of course have been, we also have said that everybody that we've talked to here has been really nice. Because that, it sort of says something about like, if you run into somebody and they're willing to like strike up a conversation, yeah. like even if it's in an elevator, mm-hmm. uh, then they tend to be really great. Yeah. We're just talking about these sort of like, it's almost like Harry Potter <laughs> phantoms. Yeah. Like, like no um, one talks to them. They're, they're sort of just drifting by in the background. Dementors. Dementors. Yeah. It's like there's some Dementors here. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's right. But, the, but yes, but there's I lots of lovely this, people too. This adorable, it was, okay, so it was two daughters. Maybe one was 12 and the other one looked maybe like eight and they looked exactly alike and then, and they were on sharing a paddleboard. So they were both on a paddleboard, both with paddles, standing up, uh-huh. rowing together. And I just thought it was so cute that they looked exactly alike. And then I saw the mom not too far from them on the shore, like giving them a thumbs up and uh-huh. wa- walking with them. Adorable. Alongside them, and the mom looked exactly like them. Oh, so it was like three, three different ages of the same woman. And it was so sweet. And then one, the one of the little girls, and it was like they were kind of like very fair and plump with like like frizzy brown hair, just a really cute look. And one of the, so, so the littlest girl had like sunscreen in her eyes or something, and she jumped down and lost the paddle and then was kind of like scrambling to her mom. And I couldn't tell if she was crying. And then I got close and she was laughing. And the mom like wiped her eyes with her, with her um, bathing suit cover. And then the little girl like climbed back up on the paddleboard. And I just was like, oh, like the, the, just the beauty in that moment of like a, a mom wiping sunscreen out of your eyes. Yeah. It's like that was the design. We were meant to care for each other. Yeah. And we were meant to have our first experiences on this earth be, you know, people or a person caring for us, caring yeah. for yeah. all of our needs so yeah. that we learned 
that was the name of the game. Mm. And, you know, maybe we weren't. Obviously, that's so sad for people who didn't get that. Um, And all of us, it seems, everybody I know didn't get it to the degree that we should have gotten it. Um, so, So who am I to say that we were meant to do it? But it definitely seems like that is the design of this, is that... Is that caring and nurturing for each other is so inherent to this reality that our our bodies literally it's in our programming. Yeah. So like co- so even though I said the whole like my experience, it's actually one of the lies that my anxiety can tell me is it doesn't matter what anybody does outside of me. Because my I'm alone in here and it won't get in. And there are times when you're so flooded that your receptors are closed. So like somebody can hug you and you can go like, I, I can't feel this. It's not coming in because your receptors are closed. And if that happens, it's not a flaw. It's actually your body lovingly being like, that's enough. We can't let any more stuff in. We're already flooded. Mm. Um, but so that's what I was experiencing in those moments. But if you kind of catch it before or if you stay with it and allow a softening, the truth is is we can co-regulate. We do co-regulate. Mm-hmm. So actually, yes, you can love yourself and you can nurture yourself and you that's a big part of it. And we do need each other. Mm-hmm. And we can be helped by people outside of us taking care of us and loving us. And we've had, I've probably we've shared it on the podcast, but like maybe with the most recent time, which was maybe six months ago, uh, that I really felt like I was starting to slip out of myself and really identify with my fear. I, you had the idea of, you're like, just like come sit on the bed with me and let me hold you. You remember this? Mm -hmm. It was when you were telling me about the simulation movie. Mm-hmm. And and I just meaning it tr- that's what triggered your bad feeling. <laughs> so I was yeah. the cause and the solution. <laughs> yeah, to- but it was also probably like a mixture of things. Um, the me telling you about simulation theory might have occasioned your panic. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then you just like held me, and I went through the waves of being like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm like." so scared I'm gonna uh, panic I'm panicking and then like noticing that it peaks and then it kind of lets up and then it comes up again and peaks and lets up and I just like went just like going through labor like went through those contractions and and like waves while you were holding me and I was crying and we did that for maybe like 30 minutes and then it really it worked like I could I at one point I was like wait I can open to this love. I am in this reality right now. I'm actually being given what I need to heal. So this is a good and loving reality Mm. because all that exists right is this moment. And in this moment, someone is caring for me. So it is caring for me. Mm -hmm. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, So yeah, that was a long tear, but I just, I just, and then there are these things like weight in blankets and the yeah. Apollo that sort of supplement yeah. these things, these that, phenomena. It's like, it's like, okay, so let's go with the simulation thing. Or I was going to say, it's like if you're in a video game, an open world video game, and you're like, is this a good game or a bad game? Is this a nice world or a 
an unkind world. And it's like, well, look, there's all these people that help you. And then there's these tools that you can collect that will help you. And Mm -hmm. these, you know, books that you can read and talks that you can hear and all of these things help you. So it's nice sometimes in those moments to remember all the helpers like, like Mr. Rogers, remember all the helpers and specifically all of the people or books or pets or items that have helped you. And just things in the environment. I think that's brilliant. I'm thinking about that game ghosts and goblins you watched me watch a video oh yeah of donkey playing it Uh uh-huh i think it was donkey it's a video game and he just kept dying it's a classic game where you're a knight and there's just endless zombies Mm -hmm. undead things coming like very very hard to beat he was playing it on a very difficult level but it's always just been a hard game it's Mm -hmm. kind of a notoriously hard game and even in that nightmare he can be like, wow, someone left this chest with a lance in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like even when you're, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm saying like, I can see that in my low, I always go to my divorce, these Mm -hmm. low moments and you're like, yeah, but that's around the, in fact, in my case, I had just started seeing a therapist Mm. and then my, my first wife took, took off and it's like, oh, wow. I was already seeing a therapist. It was yeah. like well, the first three months of this treatment was bullshit. Yeah. It was just to, so you'd be here for this. Yeah. And then even mm. like the people that I knew, Matt McCarthy and Mulaney and Craig Baldo and mm. Oren, mm-hmm. like I, and this is getting a little into the everything happens for a reason territory, which can be really kind of damaging schmaltzy and not mm. true and certainly not everyone's experience but just out of out of gratitude the first video i shot with oren and matt mccarthy as as front page films which was like our little troop at the beginning which turned into batman which turned into all these things that ended up turning into the pete holmes show and the pete holmes show is what judd saw that got crashing all these really cool things I started that relationship with Oren. The first video you watch, I'm wearing my wedding ring. Wow. That's, and that's the only... But you can tell if you're me. It's called Haunt. It's on YouTube. Uh, you can, I can tell I'm depressed in it. Really? It's because like something... I was commuting up from Sleepy Hollow, so something oh. was already really off. Wow. And um, I want to watch it. I don't know if I've ever watched it. Um, it's I okay. I wonder if I'd be able to tell. It's not like fantastic, but mm. it's uh, it was all right. But it started this relationship. So sometimes, like the things that you encounter, your lance in a chest, mm-hmm. you don't even need the lance yet. Yeah. And then, like a few months down the road, you're like, oh my god, I'm so fucking glad I found that therapist, or yeah. I found that friend, yeah. or I found that workout routine, or mm-hmm. I found that weighted blanket and the Apollo thing, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and then maybe it was just like just a little, like you're saying. Sometimes the best we can do is everything's upside down mm-hmm. and everything's dark and undead zombies are coming at me mm-hmm. and all I can choose the little glint of light in this darkness and it might seem stupid mm-hmm. but the practice is to lean towards that and go like and it might be as simple as like I have this chair like yeah. you know what I mean it might be that basic yes. or I have this breath yeah. Or my heart is still beating and my lungs are still breathing me. Yeah. Like pretty, pretty cool practice, Val. 
Yeah. And then a great practice that I, I want to kind of make a daily practice is um, a resourcing practice that I learned from Tara Brock, which I think she has a, maybe a guided meditation on resourcing, but um, where you think of a place that you, I, I think it's beneficial to think of a place that you either go to or that you have gone to as opposed to just a made up place, but you could do a made up place. Um, but think of us like a safe place and you're kind of leading yourself through this visualization. So you're in a meditative posture and maybe spending some time focusing on your breath and body first. And then you think of a really safe, happy place and you feel like get really in there. What are your, what are you seeing? What are you smelling? What does it feel like to be there? What's the temperature like really drop in and then think of all of the people who have helped you and loved you along the way. And if you don't even have anybody like that's okay. I'm sure there's like pets or teachers that you didn't, you've never met just somebody who's, who's helped you along the way or just close friends and family, but people that you have an uncomplicated relationship with and just let them like fill the space and like walk in looking at you lovingly, maybe touching your face, holding you. I like to picture them like making a circle around me or sometimes Mm. they're like putting their hands on my body in like a really loving way. And just really envisioning like looking each of them in the, in the eyes and them like looking at me so lovingly and just feeling like we got you, we're holding you. We, we got you, you know, really speaking to like the support of a community, even an imaginary community. Yeah, that's right. And just remembering it's like when somebody dies and you're, you know, like when my, my papa died and I'm like, he's still right here. Like he, especially because I didn't get to see him that often anymore as an adult. Yeah. I'm like, I still think of him and it's the same as That's when I, I thought of him. Around us. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's like, right. he's right here. So those people who do help you are right there in your, in, in your inner world. That's right. Even if they're well, not physically in your space. My example is a little bit more embarrassing, but I, there were three or a couple of food documentaries they used to be on Netflix that I watched that really were like I was very seven about them. Yeah, I was trying to get everyone to watch them. I, I just couldn't believe that they were like pretty fun and easy to watch movies that explained stuff that I just never knew. Mm. And they're called Food Matters, Hungry for Change, and then uh, Fit Sick Nearly Did. Well, Fit Sick Nearly Did uh, certainly, yeah. But I'm really talking about Food Matters. And mm-hmm. Food Matters has all these like uh, sort of kooky health people. And then I started seeing all of their heads, all of their like talk, because it's a talking mm-hmm. head movie, mm-hmm. when I would make my lunch. Mm-hmm. And I would see them just going like, nice. Yeah. And, and it's so, it's almost embarrassing to admit. And then sometimes I would eat a cookie and I'd see them kind of almost like laughing, but mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh man. Yeah. But like never really mad at me. But I sort of felt that even though I didn't know any of those people, mm-hmm. they were this little council yeah. that I invited into my consciousness. Yeah. And then I invited mostly just support, most not mm-hmm. judgment. Like I like that's why I said they were laughing yeah. if I ate a cookie. But like 
it gave me stakes and it gave me a community, even though it was an imaginary one. Well, and for people like me, whose belief is, you know, who my, my child self belief, and this was true when I was a child, uh, is like, I need other people to take care of me. I can't do it on my own. It's a nice step because really you can remember that you are held. That's like the first step is like, well, you do. Okay. You need people to take care of you. So does everybody to a certain degree. We are meant to need each other. And so remember all of the people that will take care of you. So that's the first step. And that's so important. And then the more you sit and meditate in that and feel as if they were in a physical space with you, holding you, and you feel the support and love from that, you're one click away from being like, okay, all of that is being generated in you alone. That's right. So you actually do have everything you need yeah, on right. your own. Yeah. So both are true. We do need each you other. Draw, and we, you're learning how to, you're sort of backing your way into a very spiritual principle, which is drawing on your inner mystery. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, Richard talked about that. It's like, these people don't tire. These are the people that just sort of like know where the well is mm. and they drop their bucket down and they find it because they're not looking for it out there. That was my papa. That was him sitting with, with like sick people in the hospital after work, like every day. He just wouldn't get tired. Mm. He was, cause he was just totally present and had his own inner well. Yeah. So I, I feel lucky to have seen somebody yeah. who was like that. We had a funny moment when you said we're designed to need each other. I was thinking about how I've calmed down. Once you sort of have your needs met, you try less. And I was sort of like socially. Mm -hmm. And I was like kind of calling bullshit on myself going like, that's not good. Just because you don't maybe need people financially. Like Mm -hmm. remember that you still need to connect. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking like if you think about the like an archetypal and I don't mean me. I mean like a movie star, like a rich, famous movie star. Chances are they're, they're probably like playing it cool. They're a little bit quieter than everybody. They're not. And if you think about like a young, not financially secure, hustling person, they're the person going around being like, what's up, man? Hey, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. They're trying to connect because they need. Yeah. But then like once you don't need people, you think you don't need people. Mm-hmm. This is where you get plain viewed. Now you're Daniel Plainview mm-hmm. and you're alone in a mansion because you thought the game was get your silos so stocked with surplus that you'll mm-hmm. never rely on a human being again. Mm-hmm. But really that's hell. Yeah. That's why I like that movie. It actually, it ends and he's in hell. Yeah. Like it didn't work. It, it's poking a hole in the faulty Western mythology of like, just get so much of your own shit that you don't need anybody. Yeah. And I was like, those people are vampires. Yeah. They're drinking $10,000 bottles of wine and they're fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah. And then I said to you, we were talking about that and I go, oh, right. The first will be last. Right. It's the sermon on the fucking mount. <laughs> Fuck. It yeah. is. It was right there. Mm-hmm. Jesus is saying like the poor in spirit and the broken and the people that are mourning, they're driven into the arms of mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. They need community. And it's the kings and the pharaohs and the czars and the presidents and all these things 
that just are like, I'm so fancy, and you have a golden toilet, and you die fucking alone. (laughs) Yeah. That's when I was like, holy shit. And you've wasted your whole life chasing the wrong wrong thing. thing. Your ladder was on the wrong Wrong wall. wall. Yeah. And you were climbing it. And that's what I mean. Like, be ambitious, but like... Make sure the things you're being ambitious for are the things you actually want and need. And that requires a lot of introspection of going like, wait, what do I actually need? Yeah. Because I thought, just like everybody, just get a ton of ton of money and power yeah. and be popular. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then what? Mm-hmm. Like when I hear about, you know, celebrities that like own 30 houses, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. And this is an Alan Watts point. He's like, you can't eat two meals. You can't live in two houses. You can't drive two cars at once. Yeah. This is the this is the great illusion. Well, it is the great illusion because when will we learn? We've had so we've actually had the benefit of so many rich people. To, uh, I I mean, we definitely have had more rich people and and just society telling us the lie of this is this will give you joy and happiness but we've had enough people i feel like say like that that doesn't buy money can't buy you happiness. i just talk about this on the josh radner episode that'll be coming out on wednesday we were talking about academy award winners that kill themselves mm. you know and i i'm not trying to make them into some number to prove my point that's a tragedy and it's very sad but there's lots of examples mm-hmm of reaching the top of the hardest to reach mountain yeah. or whatever it might be. And what you were looking for wasn't there. And that ultimately is, is too much. And you know, what's sad is, or interesting, sad and interesting is what you are looking for is actually way more accessible. Yeah. It's way easier. Well, That's why, sorry. No, go ahead. Richard's point. You say, when are we going to learn? He would say great love and great suffering. Mm. So here's Pete. And in my first marriage, I'm doing better with you. Certainly we have more community Mm -hmm. and this podcast is part of that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, meaning sharing, being open. Mm -hmm. I was on a track in my first marriage to like, we'd be the people that would turn our lights off during a block party, Mm -hmm. sort of like another kind of Halloween. We don't have any candy, like just sort of like anxious and don't want to join in the community. Yeah. And then a divorce. Listen to the people I just mentioned. I was... Me, I can be kind of like a Nosferatu inside of a dark, wet castle mm-hmm. with the dripping drip, drip, drip in the background. That's why it's great that you take me on these trips mm-hmm. out into the world, seeing people interacting. Mm-hmm. And that divorce threw me into new friends, new relationships, new work relationships, then new romantic relationships, all mm-hmm. of this stuff. But like... What does Daniel Plainview need? Mm. He needs, and remember Richie's definition of suffering is when things aren't going your way. Yeah. It doesn't just mean like a horrible thing. Right. But when things aren't going your way, so the Mark Ruffalo, totally fake example, at a party is being way calmer because he's set. Mm. If, he, if things stop going his way, mm-hmm. maybe you see a more gregarious Mark Ruffalo, mm-hmm. who's a little bit more hungry for uh, connection. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I, I have nothing. I have no knowledge of how Mark Ruffalo is. Yeah, I just picked he a actually celebrity. seems really lovely. He seems pretty pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I love that. Yeah. We, we were we were also talking about 
you know, ah, let's do that another time. Would, would you would you get a massage from Richard Branson? <laughs> like we were talking about just like money and how weird money is. Mm-hmm. And then like we we see this great massage guy every once in a while in our neighborhood. And it's like if he it's a weird feeling like if he had a billion dollars, would he still do it? And then that raised the question, if he had a billion dollars, would you want him to still do it? Yeah. Like, would you want a billionaire to give you a massage? Because then you'd be like, what are you, fucking weird? Yeah, why do you want to do this? You want the system of, like, I believe that you like your job. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons our guy is so good at it is because he does love it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he has a billion dollars, <laughs> it's just like a funny... Yeah. Party conversation. Yeah. Like, why? what can Richard Branson do for his employees? He can't give them a massage. Well, that's... But he could buy them a vacation. Yes. He Could he cook them dinner? Like, is yes. that too much? You think I he think could he cook could. dinner? Well, that's the, that's the thing, too, is massage is trickier because it's like physical touch. And you're saying weird... employees, whereas it's like if it's friends... Richard Branson... The, employees... But could Richard like, Branson even give a friend... That makes less money than him, which is everybody. Yeah. A massage. Right. I mean, does he have... Usually people with that much money like kind of can't have real friendships because this is it. There's that money gives you just like you're puts you in the power position over anyone. And that's sort of my point. Mm -hmm. And and this is the whole Richard Rohr sermon on the Mount talk is he's trying to point out that we're not, we're living in a system and we're so in the system. We don't even know it. And to me, one of the places the wallpaper is peeling on the Mm -hmm. system Mm -hmm. is the question of why Richard Branson can't give you a massage. And that is shining a very harsh and unforgiving light on just how, what we really are talking about in society is money and power pretty much constantly, which is why when I'm talking to somebody and I don't really like talking to them, sometimes I'll just pretend it's Angelina Jolie so Mm. I can lend them more attention Mm. to just step out of the bullshit of if Angelina Jolie came in and was saying exactly the same asinine fucking nonsense this person is saying, I'd be laughing, I'd be excited they were giving me attention, bull Mm -hmm. fucking shit, Pete, I'm blowing the whistle on myself, I'm saturated like a like a comb in Barbasol at a barbershop. I'm soaking yeah. in this system that is almost exclusively built on how can you pay your bills, who pays your bills, mm-hmm. and who can you buy. Yeah. And back to your like Daniel Plain viewpoint, I made the argument that like having that much money seems so unnatural because we got this far in our evolution by being in villages and packs and families and all making right. shared contributions. That's right. And using our skill sets or whatever to contribute to the whole and to care about the whole over the individual. So to have so much money that you are completely exempt from ever needing to contribute to the whole. It's not that you can't, but it does kind of change this is your what contribution. We're because Richard Branson couldn't say, I'd like to just give massages because it's a passion of mine mm. to 
be embodied and help someone embody and soothe their pain. Mm-hmm. He actually can't do that. No. No one wants a massage from Richard Branson, right. except Richard Branson's wife or partner or whatever it might be. Yeah. Even his kids would probably be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And that, and no offense to Richard Branson, but I think that's what we're saying is wrong with the system mm-hmm. is like, is, is the higher up the ladder you go, it's actually more difficult to connect. Yeah. And well, yeah. and that's that kind of goes back to and be what, in relationship, not just connect, but live in symbiosis yeah. with reality. Right. <laughs> well, and that that goes back to the point that Tara Brock made on our podcast of like the specialness actually makes you more separate and alone. That's exactly I think the thought that got planted in my brain and is starting to sprout Mm -hmm. into feelings like this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was like, it started with me noticing that I am less outgoing than I used to be. And I sort of, I had to call bullshit on that. I was like, I, I sort of had to lovingly talk to the achiever in me and be like, you know, and you've helped me with this. How many times have you helped me with this? You know, you can go to other people just for its own sake. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like, I met this guy, we could write a script it's, together. Yeah, like, it's not transactional. It doesn't have to be. And, and I, I mean, in a way it's transactional in that we get so much from well, that's the other just thing connection. You said, just go to receive. Yeah. You don't even have to do your tap dance of specialness. You can just go to receive. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's, that's connection and that's the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Here's the last story. And then I don't know why I'm feeling like we've, we've done it. I do too. Yeah. Uh, But I did want to read. Can we read from Mirabai's book? Is it out yet? Yeah. Okay, because I did want to read something from that. I also want to tell the story real quick. You got to go get the book. Uh, it's right here. You okay. got to tell the story. Are you of telling the funny story? So we're in Mexico, uh, and I speak a little Spanish. He speaks some, like more Spanish than I thought. I've had good Spanish moments. Yeah. We had a handyman come up and. Uh, he had to fix something and he only spoke Spanish and that was an, a good Spanish and he was like for me. explaining like some complex electrical stuff and you really like you got it I what it is is like I have such a scattered showers of Spanish <laughs> that when someone just happens to be walking under the rain clouds when there are so many sunny clouds mm-hmm. I'm just thrilled that it looks like to the outside world that I'm speaking Spanish but really they're just happening into phrases that I know like a kid came on the beach today and he asked if he could borrow one of Leela's toys and I was so excited I remembered the word borrow mm. and I was like oh yeah you can borrow that it was great anyway here's here's the humiliating story which is so much better than the story of me talking to a child in his native tongue. Uh, we're getting a little ride home yesterday, back to the hotel. I mean, and the the way no the the driver is saying uh, in Spanish, "There's there's tango or salsa dancing in the restaurant tonight," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, maybe we'll go." And and then I was like, we need to see if our friend wants to come with us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't understand. And I was like, um, no, nosotros uh, va a la cuar- cuarto. We'll go to the room. It's probably wrong. <laughs> and I was like, y, uh, ella me voy a preguntarte. <laughs> Tarte. 
say. I was trying to think of, we're going to ask her. Yeah, but the way... all I could think was the word for question is pregunta. But the way you said it, too, was you were like, uh, a uh, preguntarte. Hey. Yes, and it was he so slow. just started laughing, and we all three. And then I started laughing, and Val was dying laughing. I oh. put my hand on his shoulder. We were all just dying, <laughs> shaking with laughter at me being like, "May boy, preguntarte." And this is a man, a beautiful man, who works here at, at the at the resort, I guess you'd call it. Mm-hmm. And he, he's trained in hospitality, meaning don't laugh at the people. Yeah. But he knew yes. this was over the line. He, this was, he was over like, the line well, of reasonability. If we hadn't laughed, I believe he would have, would have like, tried to hold it in. Yeah. But we would, it was just... And then it was like we we, we had arrived at our hotels, so we just kind of like ended got, on that. That's how it ended. Yeah. Oh, and that was part of it. We were pulling into the hotel mm-hmm. as I was trying to string <laughs> this like stroke-like level of... <laughs> complete nonsense and we were running out of time so I was like quick what's the word for ass I still have no idea and I was like if you ever want to make me laugh if you see me in public you see me at Disneyland just yell preguntarte and I will laugh so hard and it resulted in just such a sweet moment like one of our favorite moments Oops, sorry. We had a little technical issue. Uh, here we are. Preguntarte. I hope, I hope you got the whole story. Preguntarte. Sorry, we lost power and we're back. Okay. And Val's just going to read the thing. I'm going to read this Hopefully thing. you got the whole preguntarte. I'm going to have to listen back. Preguntarte. Preguntarte. I'm going to... Say it to us if you ever see us. I'm going to I'm gonna play the music. Um, and it's kind of, I'm going to read kind of, Oh, that was the other funny thing you said was we went on Netflix here in Mexico and you were like, it's still us. Like it's the same computer and stuff, but everything was like, of course, cause we're in Mexico. Yeah. But they were like, you want to watch some Mexican stuff and Mexican TV? Yeah. And we were like, but you know, it's us. Yeah. Like, like look at all the recently watched. That's what you should say. It's not that it like we're in Mexico now. And so we are only going to watch Mexican It was just shows. sort of funny, like the compu- the algorithm was sort of defenseless against the location. Yeah. It was like, well, Pete and Val are in Mexico, so they want to watch <laughs> Betty Una Fea, yeah. which we found is ugly Betty. It's Yeah, but it's Una like the Betty, original maybe? Una Fea, like, it's like um, here's Betty and ugly. <laughs> but I think here's that's Betty, she's ugly. <laughs> Here, Betty, she ugly. Okay, um, I'm going to put on our Eric Satie. Okay, so this is... By, this is a book by Mirabai Star. going to do the podcast. It's called Wild Mercy. I called it Fierce Mercy the other week. I am so in love with it already, and I'm not even that far into it. Pete, you've become friends with Mirabai Star. You, you kind of met her. And in New Mexico, yeah. I already love her and feel like she's just going to be a significant her person. Her book is life. incredible, and I can't wait to hear which part you're going to read. Well, I'm going to read like literally the first few chapters because this is how the book opens. Chapters? I mean, paragraphs. <laughs> I told you it was long. Oh my God. Um, okay. Contemplative life flows in a circular pattern. Awe provokes introspection, which provokes, which invokes awe. Maybe you're making dinner and you step outside to snip chives from the kitchen garden 
just as the harvest moon is rising over the eastern slopes. She is full and golden, like one of those pregnant women who radiate from within. Suddenly, you cannot bear the beauty. Scissors suspended in your hand, tears pooling in the corners of your eyes. You nearly quit breathing. Your gaze softens, and the edges of your individual identity fade. You are absorbed into the heart of the moon. It feels natural, and there is no place you'd rather be. But the onions are burning, and so you turn away and cut your herbs and go back inside. You resume stirring the sauce and setting the table. This is not the first time you have disappeared into something beautiful. You've experienced the unfettering of the subject-object distinction while holding your daughter's hand as she labored to give birth to your grandson. When you curled up in bed with your dying friend and sang her the Hebrew prayer for a peaceful sleep. While yielding to your lover's lips. You have lost yourself in heartbreak, then lost the desire to ever regain yourself then lost your fear of death. You long ago relinquished your need for cosmic order and personal control. You welcome unknowingness, which is why seemingly ordinary moments like moonrises and lovemaking undo you. The veil has been pulled back. Everything feels inexhaustibly holy. This is not what they taught you in the church of your childhood. Your soul has been formed in the forge of life's losses, galvanized in the crucible of community, fertilized by the rain of relationship, blessed by your intimacy with Mother Earth. You have glimpsed the face of the divine where you least expected it. And this is why you cultivate contemplative practice. The more you intentionally turn inward, the more available the sacred becomes. When you sit in silence and turn your gaze toward the holy mystery you once called God, the mystery follows you back into the world. Wow. That is the part when I... It's the first page. Yeah, it's the first page. (laughs) We just read the first page of the next book everyone will be buying called Fierce Wild. Wild, Wild mercy. mercy. And the ta- the subtitle is Living the Fierce and Tender Wisdom of the Women Mystics. So check it out because Mirabai is going to definitely come on. That was so beautiful. Isn't that gorgeous? I loved it. You, oh. you loved exactly the same part that I loved too. Oh. All right. Key. Thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. Key. Key. It was really beautiful. Okay. And you read it beautifully. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Pre- oh my god, you devil. <laughs> Keep it preguntarte. Keep it preguntarte. Keep it preguntarte. And also keep it crispy.